0: Hello, welcome to this edition of the UMGoBlue.com podcast.
1: This is Phil Callahan along with
0: Andy Anderson.
1: And here we are, Andy. Less than a week to go. Finally, the season is going to start. Finally, we get to see Michigan on the field. Um, It's it's been an interesting uh, couple of days here. Um, We finally got to hear from Michigan's Starting quarterback, so first, if we're talking about the last few days, Harbaugh announced uncharacteristically that he did have a starting quarterback and it would be Shea Patterson. And then, just a few days later, we got to hear from the man himself. And I have to tell you, Andy, um, that the media scrum to hear from Shea Patterson was, I think, even bigger than the scrum for... Harbaugh, uh you know when he when he came out of the submarine to to not talk about not to give us too many details about practice so um very interesting um uh I think Shay is going to be uh, an interesting guy to hear talk about you know uh to to hear to to hear him speak about games boy as I'm not speaking very well um you know he, he's interesting he's engaging. Um, I'll, I'll tell you, one thing that didn't come across in his his availability is that whenever the players come out to talk to the media, um, the senior players will try to distract who's ever being interviewed. Um, you know, they make a funny face at him or wave at him or, um, you know, just just uh, at one point this week where Sean Gary actually interrupted a, a where Sean Gary, who I've seen to do this, you know, try to interfere with, with uh, and distract his teammates um, several times, he actually walked in and and just interrupted an interview and, and you know, uh, so so the thing is is you see this um, joshing back and forth, and what was interesting is that as Shea was, was being brought in for his interview. Because the way these things work is um, the Michigan players get brought in to do the video interviews for the official website. Okay, so they they you know and, and we don't get to see that until it's until it's right. until it's put on the website. But those players get brought in and they walk around back while the players are being interviewed by the media. So as Shea came in, um he was was doing a little bit, bit of that, just a little bit of that distracting. He was so. What I thought was it's very clear that he's very comfortable with his teammates. You know the teammates don't take it poorly. They know it's all in good fun. But it was interesting that the same way that Rashawn Gary was kind of taking a leadership role and and uh, trying to, to lighten up and and have a little fun with his teammates, Shea Patterson is already in that role and already uh, one of the guys and and already considered a team leader so I just thought that was kind of an interesting side note Um, uh, the other thing that he addressed was um, Nick Eubanks who uh, is a tight end for Michigan now uh, talked about when he was being interviewed that he made a game ending pick 6 against Shea Patterson in high school and uh, so uh, and he said that Basically, he reminded Shea every day of that and, uh, and and gave him a hard time. Now, what was interesting is that Shea gave us the other side of that story. And he says, well, you know, I don't want to get into it too much, but we didn't really lose that game. Apparently, on the the play before the game-ending interception pick six, Shea said that they scored a touchdown that was called back on a, on a bad flag. So... Uh, so basically, they kind of give it give it to each other back and forth, so it was interesting to see that these guys are definitely tight and uh, they definitely have a camaraderie and you know it, it's one of those uh, it's one of the the nice things about this time of year is that the games haven 't started, and all the news is good at this point As long as there aren't any injuries everybody's happy, and everybody's you know I think in the same place where they're looking all pointing toward that first game
0: bunch competing high schools, right? This was when they were playing high school ball?
1: Yep. Yep. They played each other in high school. So,
0: Yep. Well, there's some things on my mind and one of them has been we could start calling Harbaugh the great collaborator because I keep wondering how it's going to go when they begin to collaborate to call plays during an actual game. Harbaugh said great collaboration I think that's what we were striving for with our offensive coaching staff and great additions then he mentioned McElwain and Warner and and, uh, complimented all those good people but if the problem in the prior years was too many cooks in the kitchen we have even more of now with nobody designated as the guy that's going to be calling the plays. Now, you know, and I know, that that's always been Harbaugh. But they seemed a little disorganized last year, and I wonder how they're going to get that straightened out. I'm anxious to see Notre Dame because they're going to tell us where Michigan really is. Michigan has a world-class defense. Apparently the two-deep is well-prepared and well-staffed, well-manned. Um, safeties have been shored up. they got lots of depth every place on defense. And it's going to be a great defense. But all the talent isn't on the defensive side of the ball. With addition to Shea Patterson, they have more talent there than they seem to have last year. And there's no reason why they couldn't be a good football team this year. Uh, with all that talent and some good coaching, and that defense to lean on a little bit when they have to, it ought to be good. There still is a little confusion about who is going to be the right tackle. Uh, Somebody like Hudson might come along and take that away from from, uh, Bushel Beatty, who has been uh, touted for that job for a while now, switched over from left tackle. But other than that, in that offense, it seems they got two great running backs and looking for a third and seem to have some pretenders for that third spot. They ought to be a very good football team offensively and defensively this year. But we have to take other people's words for it because we haven't seen them go head-to-head against the kind of competition that Notre Dame is going to offer. And this is going to be a great chance. It's a great opener. And uh, it's going to be fun to watch, I hope. Let's see if we can move the chains for a change and score a few passing touchdowns.
1: Well, Andy, one of the things you mentioned is, you know, the question is whether Harbaugh is going to be called the great collaborator. You know, At this point, he's not going to be – I don't know if we can call him great at anything until I see the results – He may be a collaborator. You know, I think a lot of people made a big deal about the mess on the, or I should say the muddle on the offensive coaching side of the ball last year. Listen, Harbaugh's responsible, okay? Whatever happens, and I think that, you know, that's one of the, the the interesting thing I take from it is that, you know, drevno is gone. And whatever point, whatever input that Drevno had in the, uh, into the offensive uh, <clears throat> play calling. Well, we, we've, we've, uh, ad- we've added, we've done some uh, uh, addition by subtraction right there. Um, you know, I'll tell you, we can talk about the offense, but the biggest question on offense is will the offensive line be any better? And, you know, it, it's interesting because um, Cesar Ruiz talked this week and, you know, he he said, listen, uh, you know, we we want to be a strength of this team. Um, you know, I'd be comfortable, and I, I keep saying competence. I want to see competence on the offensive side of the ball. You know, one of the things that did happen this, this week is Grant Newsome, uh, you know, formally announced his retirement as a player and, you know, went over to the, the coaching side. And, you know, Andy, one of the reasons that I love to follow Michigan football, is, you know, we're on the edge of the team and you get to, you know, you get to kind of see when things go well. You know, you get to kind of, uh, you know, be in the wake of of the big victories. Um, Unfortunately, you know, there, there haven't been enough big victories over our rivals the last few years. But you understand what I'm saying. When it's a big win and you see the team celebrating and the guys happy, um, it's great as fans, which primarily we are, to kind of see it at a different level. Um, mm-hmm. Conversely, one of the things that's really disappointing, uh, you know, that that I recognize is that, you know, like at the end of last year, when the team has a disappointing season, you know, as fans, we always have next year to look forward to the seniors are done. So what was interesting is is, you know, this week Grant Newsom came out and, you know, basically acknowledged that that he wasn't going to play anymore. And, you know, he said he said some things that were really profound. He said, "Listen, everybody everybody's career ends sometime. Sometime, you know, players some players never, you know, are done it after junior high, some players are done after high school. Some guys You know, never see the field in college. Some guys, uh, you know, go on after college. But it's an ever-increasing smaller pool. And at some point, everybody's done. And that for him, he made the decision that, um, you know, after talking to doctors, that if there was another injury, you know, there was a good chance that he was going, you know, if there was another severe injury, he would probably lose his leg. And and he just said, "Listen, he goes, it's not worth it." He goes, "I love football, but it's not worth that." And it's funny because for somebody who, when I heard Grant Newsom was coming out, I was kind of ready. I was I was girding myself to be kind of down or depressed because yes. you know here's a guy who a few years ago you know I we have a photo of him on the website celebrating with Jake Butt, and yeah. you know Jake Butt who also you know had a had a few bumps on the road, but you know he 's trying to catch on in the NFL he and he had a great career in Michigan, but and here 's somebody you know Grant Newsom has the size he had the speed, and you at least expected he at least had a realistic expectation of having a good college career and yeah. instead he 's done and instead of yeah, he,
0: the person was there too the personality he 's good he 's good people, and he really gave this thing. a a healthy try. He did his darndest after he was hurt to come back. He strived. He ate for it. He physically and mentally strived for it. I have the greatest respect I could have for a football player. This guy's got what it takes, and I think he'll be a success in other aspects of his life.
1: And, And, you know, what was nice is that, you know, whenever we're... Okay, whenever I'm watching football... What I really take from it is that the players who go through it are getting life skills and learning lessons that are going to help them be successful in something else because 99% of these players are never going to play pro football, okay? They yep. have beaten the odds to get scholarships at the Division One level. But the odds to go to the next level are, are immense, okay? So Again, it's great when you talk to the players and they are making progress academically and they're growing as people. And, yeah. and instead of, you know, some somebody having to pull Grant Newsom aside and tell him all those things, he was telling us. And it was funny because I'm sitting there, Andy, and, and I was kind of reminded of, you know, uh, you know, a more dramatic example is, you know, when, you know, I was thinking of the Lou Gehrig speech when he retired. You know, I'm the luckiest man on the face of the earth. It's like, yeah. Grant Newsom knows, listen, he, he is perfectly healthy. He's, he's not going to have any impaired mobility for his life. He's going to stay on as a graduate assistant. He's going to graduate from one of the greatest universities in the world. You know, his expenses are going to be paid. In the grand scale of life, that's not such a bad deal. Now, yeah, would it be better if he played? Yeah, but, but the thing is, he understands that it's better to have your leg and have all these other advantages. You know, in a week of, you know, the, all the, the crap that came out of Ohio State, you know, kind of the worst of college athletics, you know, Grant Newsom is kind of an example of how it's supposed to work, of, of how you, you know, you mentioned he's a, he's a, he's per, a personable guy, He's a great representative of the university, and 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 as you said, I think he's going to be successful in in anything that he does. So something that I kind of was almost dreading talking to him because you don't want to feel bad, he actually walked away kind of uplifted. It's like, okay, he gets it. He understands his career was going to be over this year, next year, the year after, no matter what. And you know, hey, he has a chance to work with players. He talked about he may be a, you know he may continue in coaching if he enjoys it, so it's just it's one of those things where you know as alumni as alumni as we are, okay, what you really yeah. want is you want guys to be good examples of of you know of Michigan and great examples of your university and Grant Newsom is that, and he's going to continue to be that and um you know I'm sure. There are there are some players who who would not have had the maturity to deal with this in the way that he did, but he did. And uh, you know, again, I, I'm I'm uh, looking forward to talking to him as he as he becomes a, you know as a graduate assistant. It was funny as as he was leaving his availability, he kind of joked. He's like, "Well, and this is the last time I'm ever going to talk to you guys." And uh, the the U of M media guy said, "Well, don't be too sure of that." and, and everybody had kind of a laugh. Um, but, again, it was, uh, it was not a, a horrible thing. And uh, it's great to see that, that he has the perspective moving forward. And, you know, I tell you, the, the nice thing is that, um, you know, every year we talk, people say, well, how does the team look? Well, we don't know how the team looks because we haven't seen practice. But the one thing that, that I've noticed here, at least for me, is that there does seem to be, you know, in the last couple of years, and I would say last year specifically, the team seemed a little tight coming out of at this time. You know, the guys Mm -hmm. who came out seemed to be a little, and and I'm thinking specifically of Wilton Spate. Um, And it's funny because, you know, Shea Patterson said that, that Wilton Spate actually reached out to him and said, you know, playing at Michigan is going to be the biggest thing you've ever done. And I think it's interesting that Wilton Spate left when he still had another year. And uh, it'll be interesting to see if Shea, hopefully Shea stays as enthusiastic and positive throughout the year because we definitely saw that Spate definitely kind of got tore up and was, was wore down last season.
0: You yeah, haven't heard much on on who is the real number two I guess he's made some statement about Peters and the rest of them on McCaffrey and uh, so on, but uh,
1: you know, Andy, on that, on that, I got to tell you, from what we saw last year, okay, um, you know, when they said Shay Patterson was the best, you know, the starting quarterback, I was like, yeah, I saw it last year, you know, um, <laughs> yeah. I hope. I'm like I don't know I don't know what that means anything, right? I mean, now all things considered, of course. Listen, we hope that you know we're gonna. We hope that that uh, you know that whoever is.
0: I've, I've I've been hearing that Peters has straightened out the angst that he had last season, in which he was not getting along and maybe shall we call it outing a little bit or something. There was something there, but he straightened all that out and has done very well this year. So possibly they'll have a good number two and even a number three. Good number three. That quarterback room is packed this year and it hasn't been. And that's got to be all to the good. You that's know, any bad,
1: you let's, know. Well, I hope we never find out. Because, I, I mean, I, I, again, I, we'll see. <laughs> good, I do too. But The good news but, is, but, you but, know, Andy, my thing is, is we heard everybody was great last year. So I guess I'm I really... The the you know, the the nice thing for me is is that I don't I can, I can kind of ignore all the, the whispering on the side because all last year we heard, oh, you know, man, Spate, Spa O'Corn, you know, again, the rumor was last year that, that O'Corn and Peters thought that they beat Spade out, right? So mm-hmm. when Spade got hurt, oh we're fine, we're loaded at quarterback. No we weren't. You know. And, like, whatever, like, like, if Peters has figured things out, show me on the field. I'm the, you know, and, 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 and I think that Harbaugh has done this kind of to himself, okay, because we don't get to see practice. I mean, I don't know who's whispering. I mean, I heard whispers last year that turned out to be, you know, a fart in the wind. So, or, you know, I don't care how guys look in practice, show me. And, and I think that, you know, Every year Michigan does their schedule poster and they have like a saying or thing. If I were to do a schedule poster with the team this year it would be show me. That's this is you gotta show me guys. Because well,
0: I, I think most fans are with you at that point too, but the stuff that I'm hearing seems a little more solid this year. Uh, certainly Peters has learned something over the year and he learned something from his losses. And everything, and he they say he's been doing well. I think they would say that he's not doing well, and McCaffrey'd be up there if he wasn't. So, but you're right, the proof now has to be at game time. How do they do when the lights come on? Are they there to win? And we'll find out on September 1st under the lights at Notre Dame.
1: All right, and on that note. That's going to do it for this edition of the UMGoBlue.com podcast. Our next podcast will be after the Notre Dame game. Hopefully we'll have much awesome things to discuss. Hopefully it will be a great big (laughs) Michigan victory. Uh, So so that's going to do it for this edition. Uh, Go Blue. Thank you for listening to the UMGoBlue.com podcast. All rights reserved. Search for UMGoBlue.com on iTunes. Go Blue.